Well, on this International Friendship Sunday, obviously we celebrate the fact that we have origins from all over the world, and we saw many of those different flags. We are different. We're different, different uh, culture, different race, different age levels, different in many ways. But through the love of God, we are one people. And the good news is, Amen. Go ahead. Go ahead and rejoice over that fact. And the good news is we have equal privileges. We have equal privileges as the people of God. Some of those equal privileges come forth in Ephesians chapter 3, beginning at verse 4. Ephesians 3, verse 14, rather. Why don't you just stand for the reading of God's word? Here we are. For this reason I kneel before the Father from whom his whole family in heaven and on earth derives its name. I pray that out of his glorious riches he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you being rooted and established in love may have power together with all the saints to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ and to know this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness, the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen. Lord, we thank you for this portion of your holy scriptures. Lord, we pray that you would just touch our minds and hearts as we think upon the privileges that we have, the equal privileges as the family of God. In Jesus' name we pray, amen, amen. Please feel free to be seated in the presence of the Lord. I want you to notice, first of all with me, this first privilege, and it is the privilege of prayer. Our wonderful singer, Tiffany, just a few minutes ago was talking about the privilege of prayer through the song that she was singing. Verse 14 in the NIV says, For this reason I kneel before the Father. That same verse in the New Living Translation declares, I fall to my knees and pray to the Father. Second Chronicles 7 verse 14 declares, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sins and will heal their land. And then in Colossians chapter 4, verse 2, we read, Devote yourselves to prayer. My friends, we all have this equal privilege of communicating with God, the privilege of prayer. There is an, an acronym that can be a good guide for personal prayer and group prayer as well. Maybe you've heard of it. The in, an acronym is ACTS, A-C-T-S. All right? The A, the A in ACTS stands for adoration, adoration, meaning we start by just praising God for who he is and expressing our love. This is a wonderful way, whether you're praying privately or in a group setting, it's great to begin by adoring the Lord, adoration, just expressing our praise and our love to Him. 
And then the C in Acts can stand for confession, confession. That, that's, a, that's a time when we just say, Lord, please forgive me. Forgive me for the dumb things I've done. Forgive me for the sins that I've done. Confession, amen? Then the T in Acts stands for thanksgiving, thanksgiving, meaning we just express our gratitude to the Lord. We just say, thank you, Lord, for the things you have provided for me, for my family. Thank you for your blessings. Thank you for all that you've done for me. So the T is for thanksgiving. The S in Acts stands for, anyone know what it stands for? Supplication, that's right, which means we present to God our personal, individual requests. And maybe you can just try to remember Acts as a little guide for prayer. Acts, A is for what? Adoration. The next is what? C, confession. The T, thanksgiving. The S, supplication, all right? That's a wonderful little guide for all of us. Now sometimes when we pray uh, and make a request to God, God immediately says, yes, okay? Sometimes the Lord says yes right away. Last Sunday, one of our wonderful ladies of our congregation, Hannah, gave a beautiful testimony of how on the Sunday morning when she was anointed with oil and prayed for, the Lord instantaneously, the Lord instantaneously healed her of the excruciating back pain that she was struggling with for I don't know how many days it was. And Hannah, Hannah said she, she, uh, she almost didn't come to our healing service because her back was so bad and she didn't even know how she could get into the car. And, but she felt the Holy Spirit telling her to come, to come, to be anointed with oil and prayed for. And if you, if you didn't hear Hannah's beautiful testimony this afternoon, I want to encourage you to, uh, to go to rosewoodchurch.ca, uh, look up our July 30th morning service, and scroll through until you find Hannah giving her beautiful testimony. You'll be greatly encouraged by all that she said. Well, sometimes the Lord answers our prayers instantaneously, right? Sometimes God says, not yet. Sometimes he says, not yet. Yet, and on other occasions, the Lord might say no. The Apostle Paul experienced that in his own life. And neither you nor I can fully understand the ways of the Lord. However, however, the great news is, no matter what cultural or racial background you and I have, no matter what country or island we are originally from, no matter whether we are rich or poor, no matter how young or old we are, we have the equal privilege, the equal privilege of prayer. Is there an amen in the house? Amen? amen? All right. Last Sunday after the morning service, we had, a, we had a little fellowship time outside at the entrance of the church, and we'll have that again today. And during the fellowship time, outside, a little child, five, six, or seven years old, came up to me and said, and said what sounded like, sounded like, Pastor, will you, will you play with me? 
And I wasn't sure what the child said because there were so many people around him and me and talking, having a good time, very appropriate. And I think I initially said to the child, what would you like to play? P-L-A-Y. What would you like to play? And the child's reaction told me that I didn't understand or hear the question correctly. So I asked the child to just step aside away from the crowd so I could hear that little voice better. And do you know what that precious little child actually said? What? That child, that child did not say, Pastor, will you play with me? Will you P-L-A-Y with me? That child said, Pastor, will you Pray for me. P-R-A-Y. Will you pray for me? In the midst of that crowd and happy talking, I put my hands on that wonderful child's shoulders and I prayed. I prayed for the Lord's touch and richest blessings upon that young sweet child. And I think back to those moments. I think back to those moments of last Sunday after the service, and I think, isn't it wonderful? Isn't it marvelous that a a little boy or a little girl can learn the importance of prayer? Amen? And by the way, they learn the importance of prayer. In, in our children's church time, downstairs happening right now. They learn the importance of prayer in day camp and sports camp, which we held the last few weeks. They learn the importance of prayer in our Wednesday evening caravan club ministry. If you've got children, you need to register your children for caravan club starting this September. Amen. And I hope I hope that your child is also learning how to pray from you. From you, Dad and Mom, and from us, grandparents, right? By the way, we adults have to get used to the fact that praying with our children may not always go the way We anticipate. I still remember how when our son Jeremy was around three or four years old, I finished reading to him a Bible story. Then I said, okay, Jeremy, let's kneel down at the couch here and let's pray. As I said, I think he was around three or four. Jeremy knelt down at the couch beside me. I started to pray. 30 to 60 seconds later, I felt him climbing on my back and onto my shoulders. I stopped praying, and I said, Jeremy, this is the time to pray. And Jeremy said, Daddy, you pray, and I play. True. Things don't always go 
the way we expect with our children when we try to pray with them. But that's okay. That's okay. Many of you know that our son Jeremy is a public school teacher who is now in his 30s. And in the last few years, he had to have two very major heart operations on his aortic valve or he was going to die from heart failure. This past year, he also had to have an operation to correct three hernias. Before his heart operation, operations, I should say, his biggest concern was that maybe he would never be able to play serious sports anymore. In high school, he was athlete of the year. A chip off the old block. <laughs> no, I, I played sports, but I was never as capable as he was. But anyway, he was athlete of the year, and so all the sports were very important to him. This summer, this summer he has been playing in a men's baseball league. Grown-up men, some of them 20s, 30s, some of them a little bit older. Last, last week, I was able to go and watch one of his games about halfway through, I think, when I arrived. Before his surgeries, he was very upset about possibly not being able to play serious sports anymore. I want you to watch these two clips, brief ones. I want you to watch these two clips from the baseball game that I attended just last week. All right. Okay. In, in the first clip, you saw Jeremy was up to bat and he hit the ball and he ran to second. Then in the second clip, he, when the other player hit the ball, Jeremy ran from second base to score a run at home. Now why? Why, why did I show you those baseball clips? <laughs> I don't know. Thank you, sweetie. Children are wonderful, aren't they? Why did I show you those baseball clips? One, one I'll be realistic, one or two of you will be tempted to write me a nasty note saying, Pastor, I don't come to church to watch your son play baseball. Okay? And I get it. The video, the videos that you just saw, however, are not, they're not about baseball. They are about baseball, but they're not about baseball. Do you know what I mean? Why did I show you those videos? Here's why. After Jeremy healed up from his heart surgeries, he went back 
He went back to teaching his grade seven and eight public school classes full time. He went back to being a wonderful husband and father to his wife and two little children. He went back, he went back to being the worship leader at our Ajax Connect Church of the Nazarene, a church we started almost eight years ago. He went back to playing his sports with as much intensity as he did before his surgeries. And do you know why he has been able to do all this? Do you know why? It is in part because of his excellent, very skilled surgeon. But ultimately, ultimately it is because people like you here at Rosewood Church of the Nazarene and people at the Connect Church of the Nazarene and many others who know him from across the years, many have prayed for him. All right? And so those two little video clips are not about baseball. They are about an answer to prayers. That's what they are. When I watched Jeremy play baseball last week, oh my, when I saw him hit that ball and run and run as fast as anybody could and then get, uh, get home base, I simply sat, and I guess probably I stood at that point uh, in the stands and just praised God. And I just said, Lord, thank you, thank you, thank you for what you've done for Jeremy Stavropoulos and our whole family. Thanks be to God. Amen. By the way, Jeremy's team won the game. I think it was uh, 15 to 6 for his team but the score really was irrelevant to me, right? My friends, one of the equal privileges that we have is the privilege of prayer. No matter who we are, no matter what background we have. Amen? All right, let me take you quickly to a second privilege. Privilege number two is this. The privilege of believing in the Lord's incredible abilities and resources. Ephesians chapter 3, 16 speaks of this. It says, why don't you read it with me from the screen. I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being. In your inner being. Out of his glorious riches, the Lord can help you with your health, and financial burdens, work challenges, school matters, relationships, and other needs. The Lord can help you. Here's a third. Here's a third equal privilege. The privilege, why don't you read it with me from the screen. The privilege of having the Lord's Spirit change our inward nature for the better. Ephesians 3.16 says, I pray that out of his glorious riches he may strengthen you with power through his Spirit in your inner being, in your inner being. And 2 Corinthians 5, 17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he or she is a new creation. The old is gone and the new has come. When Ephesians 3, 16 talks about strengthening us in our inner being, it, it's really talking about the change and the transformation the Lord is able to bring in our hearts. Here is the fourth 
the fourth equal privilege. It is this. The privilege of having Christ live in your hearts, in our hearts, by faith. Ephesians 3, 16, 17. I pray that out of his glorious riches he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being so that Christ may dwell, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. So that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. My friend, have you invited Jesus by his spirit to come and live, to dwell in your heart by faith? Amen. Here's a fifth equal privilege. The privilege of having Christ's presence empower us with his love. With his love. Ephesians 3, the latter part of verse 17 and 18 declares, And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ. Amen? The Lord can empower you and me with his love. And I invite all of us to say, Lord, yes, empower me with your precious and beautiful and unique special love. Galatians 5.23 says, the fruit of the Spirit is love. And 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 7 tells us love is patient, love is kind. It does not envy, it does not boast, it is not proud, it does not dishonor others, it is not self-seeking, it is not easily angered, it keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Amen. And then number six, the sixth equal privilege for all of us that we can enjoy and experience is the privilege of being filled with the Holy Spirit. Amen. Ephesians 3.19 says that you may be filled to the measure of the fullness of God. You got that? that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. And Ephesians 5, 18 says, don't be drunk with wine because that will ruin your life. Instead, be filled with the Holy Spirit. I encourage all of us to, to say, Lord, fill me with your Holy Spirit. When we first believe, when we first repent of our sins and we become Christians, the Bible says we receive the Holy Spirit. The Spirit of God becomes resident in us. But then there comes a time, there needs to come a time when we make the Lord truly president. And we say, Lord, take full control of my whole life. We call that the fullness of the Holy Spirit. Sometimes we call it entire sanctification. And I encourage us to say, Lord, fill me with your Holy Spirit. Let us pray. Oh, Lord, we're thankful for all of these beautiful equal privileges. The privilege of prayer. The privilege of believing in the Lord's incredible abilities and resources. The privilege of having the Lord's Spirit change our inward nature for the better. The privilege of having Christ live in our hearts by faith. 
the privilege of having Christ's presence empower us with your love and the privilege of being filled with God's Holy Spirit. Let it happen, Lord, with all of us. Thank you for these equal privileges, equal privileges, no matter how young, how old we are, no matter what culture or race we come from, no matter where we were born, we thank you for equal privileges. And now we have this equal privilege of receiving the Lord's Supper, receiving the Lord's Supper. Yes, Lord, bless this Lord's Supper time together. In Jesus' name we pray.